Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Wine, Repeat, a podcast for all you wine lovers who, if you're like me, just cannot get enough of the good stuff. I'm Yanina Doyle, your host, brand ambassador, wine educator, and sommelier. So stick with me as we dive deeper into this ever-evolving, wonderful world of wine. And wherever you are listening to this, cheers to you. Hello, wine friends, and welcome back to another episode. And this one is all about cheese and wine pairings. And I've decided to release the next two episodes on cheese and wine with the fact that July 14th is Mac and Cheese Day and National Wine and Cheese Day is July 25th. So start working out your combinations now. If you're going to get some mac and cheese, Chardonnay is always a great choice. Or traditional method, sparkling wine, perhaps English anybody, Blanc de Blanc. And if you're throwing in some truffle in your mac and cheese, then an aged vintage Blanc de Blanc would work perfectly with those kind of savoury, earthy undertones to go with the truffle. Right, today's episode is with Jess Summers, who is the founder of Mouse and Grape, where you can find absolutely amazing cheese and wine hampers. So today's episode, we'll be going through her summer hamper that's got canned wines. I've talked about wines from the Canned Wine Co. before. So we'll be looking at the pairings and what process she goes through when deciding what wines she should pair with cheeses, how to taste cheese and wine correctly and the specific order. You'll learn about storing cheese, the art of cutting cheese up properly. Of course, there will be plenty of perfect pairings mentioned throughout. And actually... I find Jess incredibly inspiring. She is going to tell you her story. She is a perfect example of starting from scratch. If you're following your passions, you will achieve success. So I hope you enjoy her story. I hope you get some inspiration about what you need to drink with that slab of cheese you've got in your fridge and enjoy this episode. Are you ready to tell me how mouse and grape was created, was invented? Yes. How it was born. How it was born, <laughs> so, how you birthed it do, into the world. Yeah, I do think of mouse and grape as my child. Um, so it you is should. It's something so special, yeah. All-consuming. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you love it, but perhaps at moments hate it as well. But how did it come about? Because you love cheese and you do love wine. I think that one goes without saying, right? Yes, I do. I do. So, so basically, I um, a similar story to a lot of people. Um, my life changed completely because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So my background was in um, property. So I was a lettings manager in a family business. And I thought that I was going to take over the business. So I wanted to get some um, experience working in a different company in London. Mm-hmm. And after a few months of doing like different interview processes, this was all throughout like November and December, um, I secured a job. Um, actually, I remember it was January the 6th that I said yes to, to start on March the 9th, 2020. Oh, so, oh no, on Mar- yeah. March 2020, like yeah. literally, isn't that like the day or like yes. a few days before, before <laughs> yeah. the end? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, I literally remember I started this, this brand new job. It was in Holland Park. I ended up only going in for 10 days. And then they said that we've made the difficult decision to terminate your contract because of this virus. Please hand back in your car and your phone and 
Not Sorry. the car. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily I hadn't given up my actual car, but I was thinking of selling it. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was just, it was just, it was a really tricky time. And there'd been a lot of effort and also kind of a mental build up to actually leaving the family business to go elsewhere. Um, and then it all kind of came crumbling down. And obviously I'm, I'm very fortunate, like I don't, lots of people are in difficult situations. I wasn't in a very difficult situation. It was just unfortunate timing because mm. I also slipped through the gap of furlough. <laughs> so oh, no. I would have loved to have had Me furloughed. too. I mean, I would have taken on so many more passions, but anyway, like, like anyway. maybe cheese and wine tasting, but anyway. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so anyway, long, long story short. Um, so I was back working with the family business because everyone else was furloughed. Um, and I was just a bit miserable, to be honest. Um, but the 10 days that I was working in property, in the other company it was enough time to make me realize it actually wasn't for me mm. so that was a really really a blessing in disguise and I was just having a chat with my partner about it all and he was like well what do you love what makes you really happy and I was like cheese and wine he's like well why don't you just do that why don't you do something in cheese and wine I like and your because, partner yeah I know he's very great Charlie is amazing <laughs> um and when um because it was lockdown, obviously it would be quite difficult for me to get a job in the cheese or wine industry at that time. So I thought the best way of doing it would be to start my Instagram account. And he was like, well, what would you call your cheese and wine business? I just said, mouse and grape. He was like- Just like that? Yeah. Okay, he was, done. He was like, that's, that's really good actually, you should do that. <laughs> so mm -hmm. that's how it started. From an Instagram account. So hang on, at yeah. this point then, you had the passion, but did you have the knowledge of cheese no what? no uh -huh. I really I well I had I had knowledge in in the fact that I was a, a an avid drinker of wine and eater of cheese but but not um, <laughs> finesse I think many of us are that actually but yeah. this is this is an inspiring story for anyone who's like sat around going I'm just not doing what I love like you have literally done that, trained, and now, which we will get to with all your success, you know, yeah. it's going really, really well. So, okay, so talk to me about being a cheesemonger. So how do you, how does somebody, how does one train to be a cheesemonger? <laughs> so th th this is funny because I, I think I kind of did, I did the wine qualifications first. So yeah. I worked my way through my WSETs um, levels one to three in okay. six months. Oh, that's um, awesome. That's dedication. Yeah, and it was it was great because it was almost like fast track knowledge. I drank so much um, during that time. And I really hope you spat got... as well. <laughs> Not always. It, it depended <laughs> on the wine. But... Yeah. I just really, I, my, my palate was, was fantastic because of how much I was tasting so quickly. Mm, mm -hmm. um, and then for cheese, I, um, I actually started Mouse and Grape before I had done any um, professional cheese training. So I had gone to the Fine Cheese Company, um, which were going to be my cheese suppliers, and just done a big tasting with uh, um, cheese buyer in London. Um, and kind of, I had an idea of the different styles of cheeses I wanted. And then um, the first time I actually cut cheese properly was the day that I sent out my first lot of Christmas hampers because I'd almost forgotten that this was something that I would need to learn how to do. Um, so so you, t talk to me about cutting cheese properly. 
What yeah. is cutting so cheese properly? So, so basically, you've so after that Christmas, I was like, I need cheese experience. So I got um, a job working at La Fromagerie, which is in Marlebone, is one of the most mm. incredible cheese and also wine actually and grocery store. Um, and there's yeah, there's a specific art to it, and you need to be able okay. to learn how to cut cheese, any shape of cheese, um, by weight. So if so, a customer will say, I want 150 grams, 200 grams, 500 grams. And also there's certain ways that you use the wire. There's a specific way to wrap cheese. There's a lot of ways to look after cheese so that um, it stays in its best possible condition. Um, it's it's a bit more complex than you would right. think. Um, and also there's lots of like quite in-depth information about kind of how cheese is made, the different milks, the different style. There's so many different cheeses. Like there's over 700 different cheeses made in the UK alone. Um, oh, in the UK, oh, in the UK, gosh. yeah, we make more cheeses than France do, more varieties. Boom! Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. there's been a huge cheese revolution in the UK. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of started in the seventies, um, and it basically it was like I think actually we, you were seeing this in in most food related industries. There's like a real passion for going back to like quality over quantity mm-hmm. and that's what's happened in the cheese world as well and you're, you, you've got some really exciting cheese being made so just going back to something that's intrigued me storage if I for mm. instance at home have cut up badly cut up very badly with some dodgy <laughs> knife a load of cheese how should I store that or is that very different at home compared to being in a cheese shop with all the well, stuff. the best place for your cheese is in the fridge, um, in mm-hmm. the salad compartment, in a Tupperware Okay, is the best place. And I'd say cling film separately um, as well, or wrapped in the, in the wax paper that you've got it in, um, right. if you're buying cheese for, from a cheesemonger. Um, but the cheese that we were, I was working, if anyone's been to La Fromagerie in London, they will know that the cheese room is just a big fridge. Um, it's amazing. <laughs> There's over like 300 cheeses in there and it was between five and seven degrees in there at all times. So mm-hmm. I just got used to wearing thermals and a fleece. Um, <laughs> but for me, for food hygiene re- reasons, I have to store all of my cheese below five degrees. But okay. if you're having a cheese at home, under eight degrees should be fine. Okay. Do you know, so anybody who's just an absolute cheese lover is it like going into like a sweetie store, but for cheese, like going into La Fromagerie, just like looking? Does Honest, it... <laughs> honestly, it's it's amazing. Like it is, and the, the smell's incredible. I used to. Is um, it stinky? It's so stinky, but also it's like you don't realise that you smell of it. And like I used to kind of leave the room and just my hair, my clothes, and everything would just just smell of like milk, basically. And I'd be going out after work, kind of <laughs> spraying myself with perfume so that I didn't smell like cheese. Um, hmm. but you, mm-hmm. you, you kind of, you kind of get used to it. You get used to the, the whole thing. You might do. Um, others might not. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I know. I quite so, like the smell of cheese and luck, luckily my partner does too. <laughs> yeah. He's still with you. So tell me when you are putting together your hampers, that you, the mm. people, everyone listening, you can, in the UK, I guess, actually, sorry, disclaimer, are you sending, have you, have you managed to find any way to get it further than the UK? Uh, oh, you know, you know what, I, I have tried um, and then I decided Game not up. to because it was so complicated. <laughs> okay, those of you listening abroad, you can't get the hamper, but do listen because I'm going to be getting Jess to give us a whole list of all cheeses and pairings that we want to try so you can do you that can in whichever country 
gift yeah. for someone in the UK. I literally had an order come through today and the guy is living in Hong Kong and is sending a Father's Day hamper here. Oh, so I was like, that's excellent. <laughs> love that. Okay, so for those of you in the UK or with somebody to gift in the UK, you can get these hampers. So what's the process that you go through when you're choosing the wines and the cheeses? Mm. So for for me, I when I... what, what I. The reason that I set up Mouse and Grape, or the key idea behind it with the hamper side of the business, because I do hampers, I also do tasting events, I do writing, I do judging, I do communicating. Um, but the hampers, I basically found that I couldn't find what I wanted out there already. Mm. Either if you have a hamper, usually like the wines are average, the cheese is in is in wax, it's not artisan, or you've got like some really great places doing cheese. Um, or some really great places doing wine, but there's no one focusing on both in equal measure with yep. that expertise as a cheesemonger and as a sommelier. So what I've always been fascinated by is that cheese and wine pairing combination. It's getting that like magic moment when you put them both in your mouth. And this is also another thing people don't realize. When you taste cheese and wine, the the, the best way to do it is to have like a sip of the wine first, taste the mm -hmm. wine. Have, a, have a, a bite of the cheese and taste that. And then if you take another bite of the cheese, hold it in your mouth, then take a sip of the wine, have them both in your mouth. Oh, no, yeah. I was, that's okay. I'm, I'm out of the game. I, that wasn't what I was <laughs> expecting you to say. Mm -hmm. Carry yeah, on. Yeah, com combine that flavor and then chew and then swallow. And then it's really in the finish that you'll get that um, kind of that combination. And the pairings that I think it is very obvious in are like rosés and goat's cheeses or very like white acidic wines um with a with a gorgeous goat's cheese and you can get things like um driftwood which is the white lake company there's golden cross synodon hill i'm thinking your british cheeses but you can get sam order terrain um lots of lovely chev cheeses and then with anything like i mean i know balfour do a nice rosé um, <laughs> yes we do also, yeah. <laughs> shout there's, out there's, to balfour winery yeah <laughs> and then also um like folk as well is another one that i really like whispering mm -hmm. angel as well um yeah, there's that that combination though is when you get the real magic and it makes me really excited. But I can ask that when I was when I was first putting them together, I think that was your original question. Um, <laughs> I did a big tasting with uh, my supplier um, at, at um, Jeroboam's, and I we basically um, we tasted through like it must have been about fifty bottles of wine. Um, to basically just, just decide and discover what my kind of style and palette was gonna be. And then we paired up the wines. I matched them all with different cheeses and then narrowed it down and created the, the hampers. So I've got like a, a French hamper, an Italian hamper, a Spanish hamper. And then what I've actually done is I've, I've not necessarily paired those with Spanish, French and English cheeses. I've kind of, I've done it based solely on that flavor combination. So if there okay. is a French cheese that goes really well with the Spanish cheese, I've, I've kept that in um, because I'm, my emphasis is on that flavor combination. Mm, well, okay. I am going to, because I've got the hamper in front of me, actually the picnic hamper. So yes. well, actually I, I'm calling it the picnic hamper because actually we've got good quality wines in Cannes and anyone who's been listening to my podcast will know one, I'm a fan of good quality wine in Cannes um, and specifically the Canned Wine Co. I have actually talked about their wines before on a previous podcast. So I keep calling it the picnic hamper, but you actually, this is called the summer cheese and wine hamper. <laughs> <laughs> is it, is it 
summer cheese and wine picnic camper. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's really perfect for that. It, it works so well. Um, and I'm a big fan of, of these canned wines. I've, I've tried quite a few. Yes. And it was, it was really important to me from a sustainability angle from my business that I'm offering this option. Um, mm-hmm. so, and I really wanted to also give people the option to, to try different things um, not have that full size bottle of wine. Um, so then you can kind of maybe taste more variety in an easier way. And I thought okay. this is just perfect. And then you've still got enough for two glasses. Cause I think what also annoys me with, um, kind of tasting hampers is when you only get like a hundred milliliter samples. Give us more wine. Give, yeah, give them more. Give We're the thirsty. people more wine. It's not enough. Give the people what they want. Um, absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree. So, right, I'm going to open up my first can. And I'm actually not putting this in a glass. I'm going to do this picnic style because I also want... That would be what many people will do. Let's see if we can mm. get the noise. Hang on. Let's see. Oh, yes. That was very satisfying. <laughs> it just is. I'm glad that I'm glad that picked up. Right. So I have got, you've picked the barrel aged Videjo number mm. two. So nice Spanish grape variety. And of course, it's obviously had a little bit of oak. And you've yeah. decided to pair, let me look at my sheet, with a cheddar, a Westcombe cheddar. Yes, so Westcombe you actually, cheddar. yeah, now you have actually given some tasting notes and I guess an explanation, but... I have been naughty and not done my homework. Can you explain? <laughs> and also not everybody has uh, knows why you might pair yes. a Vidéo barrel aged with a cheddar or at least yes. this cheddar. So talk to me about the pairing. So with, with all of my hampers, what I've included is my personal tasting notes, which basically explains the wines that are in there, some information about them, the cheese, why I've paired it with this cheese as well. And then mm. also a recipe. Um, there's a um, additional um, pairing options that you could also try as well. Um, and then you also have my like cheese and wine um, guidebook where I've written um, how to taste cheese and wine, how to pair it together. So it's you beautiful, have... by the way. It's such oh. a good book. Love it. You essentially nice. have mm-hmm. me at home in a book. Um, <laughs> you, you could have me at home. I do travel and do cheese, cheese and wine tasting <laughs> events, but I kind of, I wanted it to be like an at home tasting experience that's elevated essentially. So but mm-hmm. back to what you were asking me. Um, so in terms of this pairing combination because the Vadejo has got a really gorgeous like um tangy tangerine nectarine mm-hmm, flavor mm-hmm. um it's really it's got a nice citrus note too and also because of that oak it's got a kind of um a rounder mouth feel um mm. it's slightly it's not as kind of light as say some Vadejos traditionally are no. um so the reason that i paired it with the cheddar is the cheddar is also very fruity um it's complex it's got a lovely kind of savory creamy mustardy flavor and that acidity in the wine kind of cuts through this cheese but the saltiness really brings out that um fruity flavor in the wine and i think um it's got some salt crystals in it the cheese as well um Ooh, and going in cheddar I visited them. Um, they're they're based in Somerset, and they've got it's a it's a cloth wrapped cheddar, and it's they basically got this incredible machine, and it's massive. Their their cave aging rooms are just incredible, and it's like walls and walls lined with cheddar, and they've got this mechan- mechanism where they it was made for them specifically. It's a bit like mm-hmm. a Comte Turner, and it turns the cheese, and they call it Tina the Turner. And it <laughs> turns these big wheels of cheese. So big wheels keep on turning. Um, Jess, yeah, I'm great. choking. I'm choking. 
<laughs> I tried your method of eating cheese and drinking at the same time. And I don't think I'm a professional at it. <laughs> so what you've, got to, what you've got to do, you've got to hold the cheese in your mouth, hold it on your tongue and oh, then take God. a sip. Try it it's again, very, try okay, again. Right, okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry, everyone. Um, I was enjoying the Tina Turner moment, but then I, know, yeah, I, was, I started I was, I was making you laugh. That's not mm-hmm, good. <laughs> mm-hmm, okay, hang on. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I am so happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a re yeah. Because actually mm. the even the video, it's got this slightly tropical vibe, but with this kind of maybe a savory cinnamon edge. It is got a little bit more richness and there's a real kind of nuttiness to it. Yeah. So I and, love and there's yeah, a herbaceous me. quality too. I was mm. gonna say there, mm-hmm. there is something herbal there as well. Mm. And so again with the intensity of the cheddar, and I think you said those little pieces of salt that kind of goes through with the for me the nutty, savory edge of the video, but actually it's kind of got a creaminess and the richness of the cheese matching with the richer style of the dough i'm gonna give it a go i'm gonna put another go i'm gonna put the cheese and the and the wine i in think my mouth. You've, you've got to try at least mm. two or three times just to be sure i do i do um, want to be sure this is yeah. serious mm-hmm. i take my <laughs> job very it's, seriously mm-hmm. it's a good it's a good um kind of um pairing recommendation actually just a, a general rule um wine as we know loves salt so um, mm-hmm. if you've got a, a, a wine you want oh to bring God, out more good. of the fruity characteristic in it, if you opt for a cheese which <sighs> has got those salt crystals in them, so any I, I often will pair like a big, bold red wine that's got lots of like tertiary flavours and some fruity flavours, but with an aged gouda, like two okay. to four years old, because it's got mm. great salt crystals in it. It's got a lovely salted caramel richness and it just works so beautifully with those bigger styles of cheeses. Um, and then obviously you've got blue cheese, um, mm. which is great as well with that kind of mm. umami and kind of salty flavour too. Oh my god! I'm do you know, it, cheddar for me is an interesting experience because mm. only recently did I start tasting really good cheddar because of course the absolute standard what's it Cathedral City cheddar is that what yeah, it is? It's, that's, that's I mean what is one. that? That's not cheddar well <laughs> obviously it is but no. I, I guess I got this idea that it's just a very bland hard basic cheese. You know and, what I, yeah. I agree with you but going into it I actually used to tell people that I don't like cheddar um, mm. but the, the truth was is that I don't I don't like um, Sh- non-artisan. Yeah I don't I'd like you need it needs to be good cheddar and what mm. when it is really good it is absolutely delicious and it's not what you think of cheddar being um it's, so... it's almost fruit it, there's there's a fruitiness there's a fruit mm. quality to the cheddar yeah it's delicious it's so it's so good and so uh, similarly similarly with wine and um, cheese expresses its terroir and mm. um so much of the the cheese maker all their decisions, all their choices of, of what they want to achieve comes out. So often when you do get different Arsan cheddars, you get very different flavour profiles and it, it's great fun to kind of taste them and experiment and also experiment with ageing and non-cloth wraps, cloth wraps. So yeah, there, mm. there's so there's so much to cheese, um, similarly with wine, so that there's endless opportunity for different pairing combinations which makes me so excited and also makes my my tasting events really fun because it's not like there's not just one theme I can do so often I, I work with groups or I get I go I get invited back to do something else because there is so much that you can taste it's very Abs- fun <laughs> absolutely and I mean okay I've just we've got this cheddar in front of us if you get a good cheddar that has that kind of fruity but slightly savory slightly salty note to it 
what other wine just jumps to your mind if you could take any wine in the world that you would want to pair with cheddar? Um, so I would, I'd probably go um, for a red. I think. Okay. Um, Typically, yeah, I think mm. something. Something. The thing that has jumped into my head straight away was actually a Rioja, but like a a, a kind of younger Rioja. I think would be okay. really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, like a crea- or, like a crianza yeah or even young. crianza okay. yeah mm-hmm. i think that would be great um and then the other one that was coming into my head was like a sangiovese um okay because, because i think it's got that lovely red fruit mm-hmm. and i just think that that would really be emphasized really well with it i and the thing is it's interesting because i've just um done my pairings for my christmas hampers um yeah. and i was doing doing the the pairing combinations with um i was doing it with some family and I really like my taste is to make things taste fruitier um, mm. or kind of um, more. Um, that Yeah, that's that's what enhance I Enhance like. that, right? Enhance, yeah, enhance the fruitiness. Of, mm-hmm, Whereas mm-hmm. others in the group, they really liked enhancing like the umami or the savoury or so, so, so much of flavour is your palate and it's mm-hmm. your, what you really like. It's all subjective, which makes it really fun. But also it means that you've, in, in my hampers, you've, you've often got three or four cheeses there and two wines. So what I really encourage people to do is try it with the different cheeses. Like, see, see what you like. Take my yeah. advice as guidance. I know what works. I know how to make it work. But you might prefer something else. So and I'm so careful when I'm choosing my cheeses that you've got such variety of flavour. So even with this hamper, the, the one that I've sent to you, you've got, they're actually all cow's milk cheeses, but you've got the Westcombe cheddar, you've got Telegio, which is a washed rind Italian cheese. I'm excited and about this one. You've, then you've also got <laughs> Winchester, which is a Gouda style hard cheese, mm-hmm. which also will have those salt crystals in it. So this is actually what I was talking about before. So right. I'll get the red wine out. Yeah, it's just, I really want people to have fun and have those wow moments that then gets them excited for artisan products. Because once you start eating artisan cheese, I don't think you can go back. (laughs) Okay, right. I have loved that cheddar. And actually, I really like Taleggio in general. So I'm cutting. Now, there's a a rind to Taleggio. Mm. Am I saying it right? The name of the cheese? Yeah, Taleggio. Yeah, you do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Should I be eating the rind? absolutely yes oh ab- oh that was a definite yes okay no, yeah. oh my god i love how squidgy telegio is and it's actually ra- this one's rather stinky this one is, it is. when i opened it- up the packet i was like oh <laughs> hello but okay it's going in it's going in everyone yeah mm. okay i love oh my god yeah. i love the creaminess but also yeah. how firm the cheese is okay so this one is delicious mm. now you have decided to pair it with a gruner Veltliner, so the great variety of Austria. And again, all of these, everybody, are the lovely wines from Canned Wine Co. So why why have you picked Gruner Veltliner, which I haven't tasted it yet. You'll hear when I open it up, which is a very normally, it has that real fresh, high acidity, Mm -hmm. sometimes has that white pepper spice, um, can be quite green apples or green. So anyway, tell me. I'm going to try it, but so, why have you paired this? Mm. So this this pairing, so usually in my my hampers, they're, they're named after musical theatre characters because I love musicals. Um, love that. And the Louisa hamper, which is a character from Nine, the pairing in that hamper is a suave with Telegio. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought, I, when I tried it, that. 
Yeah, when mm-hmm. I tried it with the Gruner, I, I got a similar expression. And I was like, ooh, this is really good too. So I think the my thinking behind it is is that acidity, basically, because yeah, Telegio okay. is very mouth-coating. Yes. Um, and it also, though it has a meaty kind of pungent aroma, its flavour is actually more delicate and it's more fruity than it smells. Um, so actually when you when you kind of ignore the, well you can't ignore the smell but if you if you focus <laughs> on what you're tasting rather than what you're smelling it actually is more delicate and can um, merge very well with that kind of zippy green apple um, and I just think is really like it's a refreshing pairing basically it's almost like because with the Stilegio as well or any actually soft creamy um, washed rind or non-washed rind cheese like when you get your breeze your camembert your kind of barren by gods they're really good with sparkling wines because mm-hmm. the bubbles the bubbles in the wine they that refreshes your palate you've got that high acidity it's like creamy gooiness with like um that refreshing acidity and then also when you've got that like buttery flavors like in or brioche in champagne as well oh it's good it's really good <laughs> are you hungry right now i'm so hungry mm. <laughs> I was thinking about just having like a few little bites and I'm just literally mincing my way through this cheese. It's insane. Which by the way, everyone, I'm by myself right now and I have 150 grams of cheddar, 150 grams of Telegio and 250 grams of Winchester's Gouda style cheese. I mean, I'm, I'm, anyone want to come round and help me out? (laughs) I'm going to literally be rolling down the stairs in a moment. Mm. It's funny because people say to me, they're like, oh, you must eat so much cheese or you must drink so much wine. But actually... I drink and eat less now than I did when I first started because I think it's that thing I, I was talking to the other cheesemongers about it. Like when we first start working in, in the shop, like you literally eat everything. It's like everything, mm-hmm. you're, you're tasting it all, you're taking bits home, you, you need to know the flavors and the combinations. But once you know it, it's almost like you you don't want it any, you don't, you don't want it anymore. You, you don't need as much. Like when I, and because when I eat cheese now, I taste it primarily. Whereas I think Mm. before I used to just eat it without (laughs) thinking, enjoying it, but eating a lot of it. Whereas now I'll like taste it and then really appreciate it. And you don't need as much of it if you are savoring it. Mm. I have to say, taking this green of Atlina, which actually does have the very white pepper um, edge. So it's almost, it's this lovely crunchy green apples and it has this almost even a flinty nature to it. Super fresh. Yeah. But when I pair it with the creaminess of the cheese, and by the way, I'm just reading your note. I love this, everyone. It has a marshmallow consistency. Hell yes, it does. That's brilliant. <laughs> what a beautiful description. But actually, the more apple side of the Gruner comes out rather yeah. than the more flinty side. So it's really interesting how the wine seems a little bit more open um by having it with the cheese mm. yeah and i also i really like i like the 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 lighter wine as well with this cheese because i think if you if you did try this with the Videcho, i feel okay. like oh, okay i can do that i could do yeah, that take, right, hang on taste it with that wine because i, I don't right, that, okay. didn't, that wasn't doing as much for me right because okay. it was almost like a bit too much right okay. hang on creamy fruity telegio and then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? It makes interesting. The it makes so the Videjo had this beautiful for me quite peachy. It was going even quite tropical, really rich fruitiness, but yeah. it actually makes it seem a little bit more sour. Yeah, interesting. And flat. It, 
flat. It, mm. Yeah. This is the this is the joys of playing around, right? Mm. Yeah, and also what I what I always do when I whenever I host a tasting event, um, I always tell people the the one the the pairing on the yeah. board that that I wouldn't recommend, but okay. I get them to try it because then it makes them appreciate the ones that do really work. And then you can start to learn like, oh, well, that didn't work with that as well. As well, And this this does work with this. So for somebody listening, why is the Gruner Veltlina going better than the Vidéo? Because the Gruner Veltlina has higher acidity and is fresher and just uh, fruitier and lighter compared to the richer, nuttier yeah, I think, style. I think so. But I also think that um, arguably the Vidéo is too complex. Um, mm. Like Telegio is is it, it's delicate, but it, it's complex, delicate, um, and it's got a lot going on. And I think Gru- the Gruner compared to the Vadejo is actually a bit simpler um, in terms of it's got like very obvious zingy green apple. There is yep. some white peach there and the white pepper, but for me the Vadejo has so much. There's there's more going on there from different flavors. And yep. when I tried them together, it just mm-hmm. it just didn't it didn't make me excited as I you can probably hear your <laughs> listeners I get very excited about cheese and wine pairings, but it's yeah it just didn't do it for me. And sometimes if it if it's not if it's not right, then it's not right. And there are so many other different combinations that will be right. Mm. And actually, not only is it slightly fruitier, the Gruner, when you drink it with the Telegio, but actually, I think you mentioned it zingy, the zestiness, the Mm. vibrancy comes out more. So that's interesting that maybe you're touching on something which is also, you don't always have to go with a super complex premium wine, like sometimes taking, depending on the cheese you've chosen, a slightly more simple fruity wine could be even better than yeah, say definitely. spending loads of money on something prestigious. Yeah, I think I think it it depends it depends what you're trying to achieve, and mm-hmm. that that's what's really fun about a cheese board. Um, yep. Is that you? I I really like having lots of wines with my cheese board because then that that's more that's more fun. Um, and sometimes like even things like I've got a lot in one of my the French hamper. I have the Christine hamper. It's got a Terrain Sauvignon Blanc in there. Okay, and yeah, which is often quite tro- quite tropical, actually. As it is, it is tropical, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's mm-hmm. got this lovely, like, kind of gooseberry elderflower um, quality. It's it's very fruity. Um, it's it's not. It wouldn't. I wouldn't define it as a complex wine, but it is just so beautiful with the goat's cheese. It just mm. it's it's this it's a standout combination, um, and yeah, you do. It, it doesn't have to be overly complicated to love it. And I think especially cheese as well, like cheese is, it's an indulgent thing. It's something that makes people happy um, and it's a comfort food a lot of the time. So you you want to be having flavours that you really enjoy. If, if every time you were challenging yourself with a really strong epoise and the strongest rock fort, then I think you're, you're taking away the fun and the delights of experimenting with different levels of quality, different levels of, not quality, I don't mean that, different levels of intensity. Mm, than each mm, other mm. yeah that's intriguing honestly it gets me excited I do actually disclaimer everybody cheese is delicious but dairy is inflammatory (laughs) I'm always like I'm like oh try not to have it every day it's not the best thing in the world but my god right now throw it out the window I'm tasting the cheeses you've picked I don't care I don't yeah. care. I think also the cheeses like the, the cheddar and the um, <laughs> the Winchester, they're going to have less lactose in them. Ah. Um, oh, 
wait, yeah. that is interesting. Why? So hang on, from from a, if from a health perspective, when you're like, right, I want to have slightly less inflammatory foods, yeah, you could look the, for cheeses with less lactose. With, with more age, basically, because it will have less moisture in it. Oh um, my God, okay. Yeah. So like Parmesan, Parmesan doesn't have lactose in it. Oh, thank you for that. That was brilliant. <laughs> Oh my God, that's a whole new investigation that I'm going to do. Everybody, it's going to be okay. We can eat more cheese. Eat some Parmesan. Yeah, so so not not all cheeses have lactose in them. So if you are lactose intolerant or there are certain cheeses which have less lactose in, so you're much better having hard cheeses or aged cheeses such as mm. cheddar or Parmesan as well as very mature cheeses. So you could have like a more mature brie, camembert, feta because of the way that they're made and with the, the less lactose in them. Boom. Oh, mm. right. Love you. Thank you. <laughs> and to celebrate the new news that you've brought to me, I am going to open up Saint Laurent. Yeah, I love this wine. So Saint Laurent is, this is their number four. And for anybody just who wants to know about Saint Laurent, it's an Austrian grape variety. Again, actually, quite clearly, you know, Viva, you know, Austrian wine. Yeah, Viva La Austria. Uh, <laughs> this is like Pinot Noir on steroids. I mean, everyone, it's a Pinot Noir crossing and nobody seems to know what the other parent is but it has some Pinot Noir characteristics but it's more intense so that's what Saint Laurent is now you have paired the Saint Laurent with Winchester which is a Gouda style cheese aged for 20 oh aged for 20 months I've got less lactose in this one yeah you'll you'll be feeling good after this um (laughs) yeah it's um for basically the reasons that I explained before earlier um it's those those salt crystals are going to really bring out that fruitiness in that wine um and also I think um tannin wise as well you've got you've obviously got tannins to deal with in red wines um and I think the harder cheeses are sometimes better with or are better with tannins often um, because it's it's that mouth coating thing with the with the soft gooey cheeses, and then if you got if you got mouth coating plus tannins, um, you're gonna have a very dry mouth. <laughs> mhm, mhm. Mm, okay. Mm. And actually, yeah. You, do you know what? I have to just say, it really works with the the fruitiness. The fruity it makes the wine more fruity. And I'm I wanted to be more technical, so people went, "Oh, Yanina, she's so good at tasting and pairing with cheese." But literally, all I've got right now is, mm, it works. Is that yeah. inspiring? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, brings, it brings out that the lovely like red fruit characteristic. Um, and also I think because this is like a summer picnic camp, I wanted it was a, a style of red wine, which could be chilled um, and could work in like a summer, a summery setting as well. And actually I want to point out that this wine, which is really kind of dark cherried, kind of maybe red plums, maybe even a little bit damsony, it's it's the tannins are really really soft, but it's super mm. super juicy. Uh, I actually took this out of the fridge. Everything was in a box in the fridge, and so actually the Saint Laurent is actually the exact same temperature as the Vadejo and the Gruner. Oh, great! And I didn't even think about that, and it mm. works perfectly. So I would say this Saint Laurent is absolutely great chilled, really nice wine. Yeah, mm. it would be it would be both. It would be good either way. Um, but yeah, I think it it does work for this style of wine as well. Um, and it's, it's been really great like for, for me with my kind of my journey from like 
enthusiast <laughs> to um, actually qualified um, professional. It was it was a real magic moment for me, like being invited to judge at, at competitions. So I was a judge at the British Cheese Awards, and then uh, more recently, no, you told judge. me that. Carry on, carry on. No, I was a judge at the the Independent um, English Wine Awards more recently. Love that English. Boop, boop, boop. So yeah. hang on, tell me then. How does that compare? I've done judging like for the International Wine Challenge. I understand. Mm -hmm. um, actually, perhaps people don't have a clue how we do judging, but I personally understand how you wine taste in judging. How could you explain to people who have no idea about anything how it differs from judging cheese? Or is it literally smelling it and moving it around your mouth and the texture? Is Are you analyzing things exactly the same way as how you would wine taste? It's it's similar. You've you you. I've only judged at the British Cheese Awards, but I was also at the World Cheese Awards, and I was watching those judges Ooh. too. So Ooh, I, yeah, I, I know okay. the, the formula. So okay. basically, you yeah, it's it's similar to wine tasting. You've got different categories that you are awarding cheeses based on, um, and it's kind of like is how how similar is this to what they're trying to achieve? Um, and also you're you're observing more of the look, um, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the texture. Um, and the appearance then maybe you would focus on with the wine um, and then yeah you basically taste it you you analyze it and then you but you can't spit the cheese out <laughs> you eat you eat the cheese <laughs> <laughs> you, could, you could you could spit it out but I think it's more tricky to do that um, mm -hmm. so you end up eating quite a lot of cheese when you're take when you're judging cheeses um, <laughs> I'd also say you, you can kind of be lucky or, or unlucky with the table that you or the allocation It's often random allocation or it's a, you're put on a specific table um, so for me I was actually tasting lots of different types of cheddars which ranged from supermarket to artisan and then I had a few blues in the category but there were a few people there who had mostly blues and I think it can be quite hard to really give kind of detailed tasting notes on your like 15th blue cheese <laughs> <laughs> but you, yes. you, you learn it's a bit like anything and the similar with wine tasting like you your palate develops and also when you do 15 20 New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs sometimes you start running out of <laughs> descriptors yeah yes, you're like exactly how many, you're like how many more times can I say black Current leaf and <laughs> gooseberry yeah. cat's pee um, on a gooseberry bush exactly <laughs> and then also with the with the especially the english wine ones i mean by the end of your I, we had like a flight of i think the first session we had maybe like 15 wines and then maybe like a similar amount and by the end of it my teeth were hurting because <laughs> just all the mm. sugar and the sparkling wines so, yeah. Oh, you poor it's, thing! It's poor, a great poor, experience. I, yeah, poor I, me. I, I, poor. I actually meant that genuinely because I actually know how. I, after the last wine judging I did of a hundred wines, for five days, everybody, I couldn't brush my teeth properly. I had oh, to gosh, just really, yeah. very carefully stroke my teeth with the toothbrush because yeah. my gums were so tender. So. Listen, yeah. when you drink a wine with an award sticker on it, please understand yeah. <laughs> how hard we worked and how much we suffered for days after to give you yeah. that award, that I sticker. Think it's interesting you say that kind of about, because pe people often will, will say to me like, oh my God, like you, you've got the best job ever. And, I, and I it is. And it is. Yes. It is, it is. But there is like... It's not all fun. No, but also there's there's so much work involved kind of behind the scenes that you don't see. Like obviously with with 
like setting up and I had no idea either when I when I kind of embarked on setting up a business like there's you have to have like the right the alcohol licenses the food licensing the proper spec for like the building in the kitchen and then designing a mm -hmm. website and um packaging and shipping solutions like that <laughs> there's so many things um but once you get it right and you are in the flow with it then it's amazing but yeah oh my gosh like I've learned some things some things oh, have gone wrong <laughs> they may have done but I can conclude that your packaging by the way and quite clearly what you've learned about how you wrap cheese well done love Thank the packaging you. everybody go to my Instagram to see the video of me unveiling beautifully Aww. and romantically the box because yeah no like the packaging that gets a thumbs up but what gets more of a thumbs up by the way is the scowder and interesting so I'm just not I love cheese but I'm not a cheese expert at all and this is where I genuinely struggle but the gouda has been it's actually I've compared it to the cheddar mm. and the cheddar is actually a fruitier cheese there's a there's more sweetness if you actually are yeah. able to use that as a descriptor mm -hmm. I don't even know yeah the gouda is more savory and more nutty so I can understand why you've gone for a red wine on the gouda but I have to also say I was very naughty and I also tried the Videjo barrel aged with the gouda and it also works which yeah. makes sense because basically instead of taking a juicy red because it's slightly more savory than the fruity whites but the Videjo, because it's been barrel aged and it's a bit more, even though it has the richness of fruit, but it has the nuttiness and it has the body and it has a bit more maturity to it, it seems to go really nicely also with this more savory flavors of the Gouda. Am yeah, I correct? I, Did I, I win? I, yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Completely Yay. agree. Um, Yay. And it's, it's, really, it's really lovely to have a conversation with someone who is analyzing what I'm doing, which this conversation is usually just in my head. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, nice, it's nice to chat to someone about it too. Um, Cause yeah, it's it, when, when you get that magical flavor correct. And I, I often describe it as, I don't know if you've seen the film Ratatouille. Yeah, um, love yeah, that. There's the, the bit when Remy is like pairing, he's actually pairing a grape, I think with a cheese and or it's a strawberry but he basically like describes that it all coming together and there's like fireworks that go off and <laughs> it's magical and I'm like yeah that that's it that that's that's what I look for and when I find it then that goes in my hamper and it goes in my tasting events but you know what I think what you said to conclude on I mean this episode specifically before we go into next week's episode which is going to be even more detailed on cheese mm. and wine surprise surprise is that Funny, I've just now had a sip of the Grunewald Lina with the Gouda. And now it doesn't have the same fruitiness that the Taleggio gave. But mm. because this is a more savory, nuttier cheese, the Gouda, it then enhanced the more white pepper vibes. So yeah. for this is all subjective. As you just said, I've done a wine pairing episode uh, a few Christmases ago. Everyone have good luck finding it. I'll go mm. back a bit. But basically it was on chocolate and wine and uh. also looking at some sweet wines, but also mostly dry still wines mm. to, and some really, really works. Some really, really work, but it's very, very subjective because it really yeah. is how it makes it feel for you and your palate. And I have to say that as an example, I really like the fruitiness of what you're doing with the Saint Laurent, the red wine with this slightly more savory, nutty, mm. uh, crystallized uh, cheese, the Gouda. But with the Gruner, if you don't like such fruity wines, 
Because Gruner is somewhere in between. Instead of enhancing mm. the fruitiness by putting the Gruner with a slightly more savory, nutty, more mature cheese, I think it then brings out the more savory, flinty, smoky s- style of the yeah, Gruner, which is definitely. intriguing, right? And also for like, with it's seasonal cheese, obviously, and it's seasonal with kind of... Um, when you're eating it and like obviously having it on like a hot summer's day is quite different to eating it at Christmas. So when I've been putting my Christmas pairings together um, in the brilliant sunshine, um, I've just been, I've been mindful of kind of what, what flavor combinations are you going to want to be enjoying and indulging at that time as well. And I think there's, All about there's different the flavors, different, yeah, different flavors for different seasons as well. Well, in the heat, for anybody who doesn't know, as we are recording this at the, where are we? Are we in June? Yes, middle of June we are recording this and we are hot. (laughs) England has finally got some sunshine. We're enjoying it, but we are all hot. So this is a perfect time to have some summer sippers, summer wine and cheeses to pair. So thank you, Jess. Really appreciate that. You're very welcome. Next week, we will be continuing our chat and Jess will be telling us some lesser known or underrated cheese and wine combinations that we need to know about. She'll be talking about how textures of cheese can influence the choice of wine pairings. How does the aging and ripeness of a cheese impact the choice of wine pairings? So, so much to learn next week. But to finish, I have a wine and cheese quote for you and this is from Joan Collins and she said age is just a number it's totally irrelevant unless of course you happen to be a bottle of wine or a piece of cheese well you'll definitely find out more about that next week and so that is it for today don't forget to share this with your wine loving friends or cheese friends leave me a rating on spotify a review on apple podcasts or any app that allows you to do so that you're listening on like the podcast and have a very joyous and tasty week i'll leave a link down in the show notes for where you can get these hampers with the sun shining i can highly recommend this summer hamper Love and light to you all. And until next week, cheers to you.